Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is episode number 55. 55. Wow. Here with my Three years. Yes, sir. Three and a half. Almost. About three and four months. Yeah. We close. had to get what three together first to start. Yeah. We had yeah. to record three. Three just to get it launched. Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, like in August, something like that, of yep. 2020. My name is Ben. This is Sasso. Hey, 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 hey. Friend hey. and faithful Sorry, Alan. Faithful. Cinematic view today. <laughs> <laughs> I do not look better in 4K. But uh, even uh, Tom Cruise has wrinkles. Doesn't Tom Cruise sleep like a certain way? He doesn't so, sleep on his face. So that the wrinkles don't. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. He looked better in this Top Gun than he did when he was a kid. I was like, wow, there's hope for me. <laughs> like maybe. You look, you look yeah. better as you get older? Yeah, maybe. I was hoping. You know what I mean? I don't know. We'll the see. Old, like they say, the older the berry, the sweeter the juice. I, I will say because uh, one time I went to uh, San Diego and uh, the lady was putting like... Um, like wrinkle cream on me, but Kate said it was just foundation. She's watching her. And she's attractive, right? She's trying to flirt with me to buy this product. And uh, Kate's just like, Dad, she just put, I can do that for you if you want for free. Like, it's just foundation covering your, that's why you can't see your wrinkles because you have makeup on. Like, really? I thought it was the cream. She's like, Dad, no, cream don't work that fast. <laughs> and so I thought about it, and today I was shopping for Kate at Sephora for, for, for Christmas. Our Rebecca was there, and I just showed up. And there's a, you know, men with makeup on there, right? With beards. Cause you know, this is the generation we live in sad. Mm. So when the lady asked me, Hey, how you doing? You know, can I help you? I, the deepest voice I could muster. No, thank you. I'm just shopping. You know, don't get the, I don't want them to get the wrong idea. Right. Cause I mean, you're in the store. And, right. 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 So yeah, I'm not one of those, you know, it's crazy that you got to be extra manly. Yeah. Yeah. To get the point across. Even walk like I got off of a horse, you know, just had a little <laughs> swagger because hey, don't get the wrong idea. You know what I mean? SpongeBob square back. Uh, yeah. We don't want to be no infeminate men. You know what I mean? We know some of those. So, we don't want to be like that, Ben. You know what I mean? No, sir. No, sir. It's, it's in the Bible, right? It says don't be infeminate. It is it's biblical concept. It's, it's biblical to it be is. a man. That's right. In the Bible time, I'm sure you didn't see. Be, you're either a man or you're a woman. It's basic, yeah. basic biology, bro. Two genders. Right? That's it. That's all that exists. God, I know that's controversial. God, God created man and God created women. But it should not be. That's right. All right. So what do you got for a Christmas? Christmas dinner? Yeah. Tamales? Christmas, Christmas dinner is going to be, uh, looks like menudo, bro. Really? Yeah. We got uh, homemade menudo coming up. And it's my mother-in-law's menudo. Actually, I think it's, um, it's Diane's sister-in-law who's going to make it this time. But I think it's probably the same recipe, you know, same genre. Uh, it's it's going to be good either way. The cool thing is we're going to New Mexico, so we already we already made our plans for food. We already know we're we're gonna hit the gordita shop when we get there, you know. And then uh, Saturday night we're looking to take Diane's parents out to a nice uh, Mexican dinner. So hopefully that uh, that pans out. And then we you have the restaurant already picked out for where you're gonna go there. I've got a couple of ideas in my head, um, so hopefully. Um, and then Sunday we've got the menu. Uh, I don't know. I think we're gonna have like breakfast, uh, eggs, bacon, and then I think Rebecca's doing pasta at four. Uh, we invited Joel. And he asked me what he had to bring. He said an appetite, and he said he's he's, he's he got that. He's gonna bring it. <laughs> he's gonna bring an appetite. But yeah, I mean, our first Christmas, I think it was a huge fight because Rebecca uh, made I think eggs and cinnamon roll. And I was like, "Where's the chorizo?" She got offended. She got mad. It led to a big fight. It's like we don't need chorizo. I'm like, but I do. And uh, this is my family tradition. I'm like, why can't it be mine too? And 
It's expectations, bro. You know what I'm saying? You I just you. You, yeah, I expected yeah, yeah. something, and she expected something. I don't. I don't like cinnamon rolls for breakfast. You know what I mean? That's a dessert. Yeah, I'm not a big cinnamon roll. I'll do pancakes, bro, or waffles. And you yeah, know, nobody goes to sweet. Cinnabon first thing in the morning. That's an evening no. thing. It's kind of like something you have in the morning with coffee, or you know, it's, just, it's a pastry. Or, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And then her family, I guess, did that. And then the first Christmas I went there, they had like a relish dish. That's it. And I was like, "Where's the food? You know, like where's the what, what's a relish dish? I'm sorry, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I still don't know. It's a bunch, like pickle spears, <laughs> black olives, celery, ranch oh. dressing. Oh wow. Okay, so just kind of finger food, vegetable type. Hidden stuff. Valley Ranch. You know what I mean? Should have hit the whole thing. It was it wasn't good. <laughs> So I went there disappointed, right? I'm expecting food. <laughs> and to them, this is food. That's why they're, you know, right, skinny. Right, right, right. They don't understand. But, because even my tia, like she, like when we were kids, she had stuff tamales and then she would bring out, she made chicken wings one and it was like, wow. It took the Christmas to a level. Chicken wings and them. Wow. I never had that, bro. I, I never thought of that. It was no relish trade, let me tell you. <laughs> so her, I mean, her family, I guess they would, if they were listening, uh, they would say like, Maybe we're too big into food, but I mean, God gave us food to enjoy. Well, I will say that uh, t- typically we do tamales uh, for Christmas. This year, my, my parents don't really want to. And so I asked Diane, I'm like, hey, you, you want to give it a shot? So I think we're going to try it, bro. When we get back, um, we're going to go scoop up some masa. I'm going to probably smoke a, a pork butt in the uh, in the Ooh. old Traeger. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've so never be, had that It'll before. be smoked pork, bro. So yeah, it should be good. We'll do some New Mexico red chili and um, it should be pretty I good. I can bro. spread it for you if you need a spreader. Bro, they we bought these spreaders on uh, on Amazon one time, bro. They're like they're pretty cool. Like you just put the you know the oha down, and you put the masa, and just one real quick just spread. one swipe. Yeah, bro, it's pretty cool. I see. You know what? I, I, it's funny. I seen uh, some some uh, reels or or whatever on Instagram, and they get those. Um, like you know how they do drywall, bro, and they have the little trough oh, yeah, and yeah, the spatula. Yeah, yeah. They use that for the masa, bro, and they got the actual spatula, and so they use that to spread the masa, bro. That's kind of brilliant. Fast. That's pretty brilliant, bro. I, yeah. I never thought of that one. Mets you know. cans right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Innovative. But dude, so check this out, man. You know, we, we, uh, we, we've been going to Carolinas a lot lately and I was at Carolinas the other day getting a menudo for, uh, for, for my, my parents. And I noticed they had tamales on the, on, on the menu and I was blown away, bro. You, you know how much a, a, a dozen? Can you guess how much a dozen tamales at Carolinas? I was at 20, 20 bucks, 22. Oh, bro, double that up. 45? 40 bucks. 40 bucks. 40 bucks. Forget my math. Yeah, 40 bucks. Yeah, that's, and it, it, it's cooked. So you can buy them frozen, I guess. You can buy them unprepared or whatever. Um, and I think it's like maybe half the price, 25 bucks. for. But it's a dozen, bro. Oh, you think they're fatties? Or they, they, a dozen? I would hope they are, yeah, bro. Yeah, 40 bucks. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's expensive. Like yeah, that's, that's pretty, crazy that's expensive. Like I think my mom said she got some, and she's over there right now in New Mexico. I think she's, uh, she said she got some. I think t- about twenty bucks a, a dozen, something like that. We can get them in the Walmart parking lot for ten bucks sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you find, yeah, if you yeah. find a somebody slinging. Put a senora out there, bro. She hook it up. You know, ten bucks, twelve yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Two for twenty. You know, two dozen for twenty. That's the thing, though, is I'm I'm kind of picky. I, I like because there's a lot of a lot of times they make the tomatoes and there's too much masa, bro. And not enough meat, you know. It's just a little bit of meat, too much masa. So I like I like good proportions, bro. I like a lot of meat, and the and the masa not too thick. You know what I mean? I, I when there's extra that comes off the, the I do like eating oh, that. Man, I do like that. It's a little surprise, and I do like it, bro. Whenever it's a day old, and you put them on the griddle, and it gets a little toasty, a little crunchy. I've never had it on the griddle, oh, bro. Never. And then you know, with some scrambled eggs in the morning. Oh, my mom would put it in a pot and boil them. You know what I mean? She put keep them frozen. And wouldn't cook them, and then she'd cook them, and they'd be fresh. So, they're, I mean, they're really... So, they were always fresh. Yeah, pretty much. You heat yeah. them up. Yeah, we just day old, bro. Throw them on the uh, comal. 
and just kind of. I just haven't had one in a long time. Toasted a little bit. Oh, bro. That's but for 40 bucks, I can wait. That's a little pricey, bro. Yeah. I wonder if you got, did, did, did they have a meal with rice and beans? Like a six ninety five, eight ninety five special. And it was just tamales, bro. Two tamales with well, beans and rice. Oh, oh, oh. May, and maybe they do. In like, a combo? Yeah, you know maybe I mean? so in a combo. Yeah. yeah you could buy them. Maybe My mom likes them from Zamoros, too. She gets, she'll get a tamale once in a while here. Okay. But every year growing up, right, that was our Christmas. Yeah. We always Same got here. a gift, bro. Yeah. The tamale. <laughs> <laughs> Never failed. Hey, bro, that's not a bad gift. That's, that's a good one, man. We go to my nana's house, and she'd always have tamales, and we'd, yeah. we'd smash. Sometimes she made them a little too hot, though. You know? Yeah. Well, I think on, on, on Christmas Day, because we're getting back into town Christmas Day, so I think we're going to be, uh, my mom said she's making some pozole, which I, I like pozole. I, I, I don't know. Between menudo and pozole, i probably choose menudo. Um, but I do like pozole. It's pretty good. There's a guy at work. You know, he's the whitest guy I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he's like 6'4". He said he can still dunk. Wow. He said he played basketball in high school and even college. And the only reason he played is he could get out of class early. He doesn't <laughs> like basketball, which is crazy, right? That's funny. He's given a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always asks everybody he meets, do you, would you like pozole or menudo? And then he said there's 14 to 3 uh, competition. 14 people have said pozole. Three people have said menudo. Really? And we went on a, we went, you know, before. My boss took us to a restaurant, Maggiano's, right, in North Scottsdale. And they brought these cheese cheese sticks <laughs> out, right? Cheese sticks. <laughs> uh, my, my accent's kicking in here. <laughs> these cheese sticks, and they put cheese on top of the cheese sticks. Really? Brilliant. Wow. It tasted beautiful. And I said, how many restaurants have you been to that have put cheese on cheese sticks? And he said... Just that one. I said, what did you think about it? He goes, oh, it's fantastic. I said, so three people are smart and 14 don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I like Pozole, but it's not better than Menudo. And he's like, you got me, Rosendo. You yeah, got yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they even named a group after me called Cheese on Cheese, and that's a manager group that we communicate. Cheese on Cheese. Cheese on Cheese in honor of Rosendo. Yeah. That's funny, bro. I was bust- They were like busting up at me because I was just in amazement. <laughs> they're like, does anybody want more pasta? And I said, I want another, because it was pretty much all you can eat. So I ordered another round of cheese sticks. Oh, wow. I popped some lactose pills, but I was good. <laughs> I paid for it in about six hours, but hey, it was worth it. You know what I mean? It's not like a motorboat in the bathroom, but hey, what are you going to do? Forgive us fans. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, so so Zamora's has good manila too, bro. I, I do like that. I did like it better than uh, Carolina's. Carolina's was it was okay. It was not my favorite, obviously, but um, Zamora's is pretty good. You'll have to go with us again. Caramba's is, is okay too. I've had the, the manila And they put a too. new one in. I did see that on did 59th. I finally saw it. Yeah, so I have to give that a shot, man. Um, but looking forward to the homemade. That, the homemade is always the best to me. It's it's you have to send me a picture. Right. It's good, bro. I mean, they, they do the New Mexico chili, which I'm I'm a big fan, obviously. And uh, and you know, it's hard to get the 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 um, the, the panza right, right? You know, it's hard to. It's, sometimes it. it's too slimy, it's, you know, over or too too well done, or or not. It's too chewy, not well done enough. Or spongy, bro. It's like an art, dude. Getting it just right, you know. And and man, and then you you're cooking it all day, and it's. It doesn't smell great, bro, like when no. you're making it. But I'll tell you, once it's done, it tastes amazing. So I told her back in the day, I go, your breath smells like menudo. <laughs> she, she was offended. I was like, man, it does smell like a pot of menudo. Wow, bro. So she drank some water and popped an extra in her mouth. Sorry, Rebecca. Here's the Tic Tac. If she listens to the podcast, she'd be offended at me. But thank, thankfully, she does not. So she's on episode like 26. Oh, man. She's, she's an episode right after her, after she came on. But just, I'm, I'm grateful, Ben. We're going to hit 100K uh, downloads uh, pretty soon here, yeah, which is exciting. It's been an, an amazing, uh, amazing year for uh, for the podcast. Um, truly thankful. 
Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank and putting so up with all these craziness. Manu- yeah, Manudo breath. Our sh- our shenanigans. <laughs> our taco. Our taco talk shenanigans. Yeah, just my mother-in-law. You guys talk too much. I go. Well, there is a forward button. Do you like listening? It's <laughs> FYI. Yeah. So just for those listening, just for, fast forward to about uh, minute number eleven and forty-five seconds. We'll be good. <laughs> all right. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Right, let's do it. All right. Before we jump in, uh, I want to encourage you guys to visit us at abundantlife.fm. You can get all of our show notes and listen to all of our past episodes. Uh, you can also find some resources and all of our food recommendations. Just click the little taco in the little on the right-hand corner. Survey menudo or pasola. And we do have our latest addition to the website, which is sermons, and which I I'm. Adding to those, uh, not super frequent, but I'm adding some of our favorites to to the list. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And with that said, we're going to get into this episode. Obviously, we are uh, a few days uh, prior to Christmas. I think we're what five days, five days, five days away. Yeah. I was shopping today, and uh, so uh, you know, and, and so we wanted to do an episode, uh, a Christmas episode. And so this episode is entitled "God with Us," uh, taken obviously from uh, the name Emmanuel, God with us. Um, so the key verse today, uh, Sasso is going to kick us off with um, uh, Isaiah chapter seven, uh, verse fourteen, and uh, I will I will follow up the uh, key verse with another uh, second key verse. All right, Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign: Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then Matthew one twenty three says: Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And so today, you know, uh, George and I, Pastor George and I were talking and um, we were talking about uh, God with us in the Old Testament. And George, you know, mentioned the Shekinah glory. Um, and in the Old Testament, this was kind of a term that the Jewish uh, rabbis would use, which is, is a Hebrew word that kind of, that literally means uh, he caused to dwell in, in meaning that it was it was a divine visitation of the presence of or dwelling of the Lord God on this earth. So we had examples of that uh, in Exodus. So, you know, we had the, uh, as the, the children of Israel being led out of Egypt, they had the, the uh, fiery pillar. They had the cloud by day. Uh, you remember when, um, you know, uh, the, the cloud filled the, uh, the tabernacle. Um, and so that was the presence of God. That was symbolic. That was the presence of God um, with us. But in the New Testament, we have God with us, and God with us is is in is Jesus. Amen. Um, and so Jesus, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, what was his purpose? And in, in Matthew one twenty one, you know, it says, "She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." The objective of Jesus coming to this earth was to give up his uh, the thrones of heaven to come down to this earth as a as a human to save his people from their sins. I mean, that was the, the primary objective of why Jesus came. And, and, and we can take that a step further. Uh, Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. And that was the thing about Jesus is he was sinless. Um, you know, there's, there's been many good people that have been born, but Jesus is the only one who has ever been sinless and that's and that's what makes him the Messiah. That's what made him worthy to take the penalty for our sin. And we, I mean, we were talking about this in our Sunday school class after Sunday morning uh, pastor's class. He fields you know questions from whoever wants the newcomers class, which is a great class. And that's what he said. Somebody said so he never tripped or fell, and he's like, well, that's not sin. 
he was a kid just like we were, yeah. right? So yeah. he tripped, foul, sure. tripped his knees. Sure. Uh, the difficulty of growing up with um, Jesus, right? And people ask, this is, and this was a great question, when did Jesus, did Jesus know he was Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, pastor doesn't think he did. He said, but when he talked about at the temple, right, and he, his parents lost him for a duration of time, I think he was 11 or 12, and they asked him, what are you doing? And he said, I must be about my father's business. He knew. And at that point, he knew yeah. his, his, yeah. What his, his reason for being on earth. But as a baby, he obviously didn't change his own diapers. Somebody did that for him, and he was sinless, but he was still just like a human being. He didn't, who knows when he'd be, he thinks just like a child, right, when a child can grasp salvation, right? He becomes to the age of yeah. accountability. Yeah. That's when Jesus realized, like, wow. I'm the son of God. But truly, yeah. truly amazing, though. I mean, you think about it and, you know, earliest memories I have when I was a kid. I mean, I was out at times. I was probably a brat. You know, I lied. I probably took things out of my mom's purse. I don't know. I mean, so at, at, at super early age, I'm sinning. And so to think. Those are my earliest memories, Ben. Sinning. <laughs> <laughs> sinning. My parents remind me when I forget. Your bottom reminds yeah, you. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Put a Rudolph back there. Like, ooh, remember we were lighting up that night? You know, we lit Santa sleigh. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, let me forget, man. Let me forget. But it's just an amazing thought, right? I mean, because we're, we're born sinners, and from the earliest days of our lives, we're sinning to think that Jesus did not, even as a child. Because it's, as a child, I mean, you have no restraint, really. Correct. I mean, and, 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 but Jesus did not sin. The scriptures say he did not sin. Well, we probably cried, right, for everything or hungry or whatever. And he. Sure, which is not a sin, though. He, no. Yeah, yeah. Only when you're trying to be... When you're hungry, you got to go to the bathroom. I mean, yeah. sometimes I still cry when I'm hungry. <laughs> or when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> Mama mia. I hear you. Um, and so some interesting things about these verses also. You know, it talks about... Uh, it's, you know, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. And so, um, obviously, it's possible for any virgin to be with child, right? But there was a difference here, right? The, the, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And I, that was the difference here. He was not conceived by, or he was not conceived in sin in any, any way, shape, or form, um, but he was conceived, uh, the scriptures say, uh, by the Holy Spirit. Matthew one twenty says, but as he considered these things, um, and he's talking about Joseph. This is when the angel came to uh, visit him in the dream. It says, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Which I'm sure he didn't understand, right? Like, like you've been that's a lot to take in bro yeah you've been uh, stepping out on me yeah you know and the ridicule that he might get right from others that would think the same thing right right and it's but he's only person in the world right that's going to be virgin born that's it's 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 not it's impossible right it's impossible yeah that's, only that's, god and can that's, do that and that's the miracle right and that's yeah. that's the difference here and when we talk about emmanuel god with us right I, and then this is something we talked about in social class as well in those days like you know they would call you what your occupation was or what you right. were known by. Right. So fisherman or whatever, the, the names they gave you. Herod, yeah. Yeah, and that's why Jesus has, God has so many names because he was a lot of things to a lot of people. One of the things was he was God with us. Um, and that's what his Emmanuel meant because right. that was what his right. role was, you know, to, I mean, his roles were a lot of things, but that was one of his roles was God. Right. Um, and interestingly enough, um, you know, I think Pastor preached on this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Galatians 4, 4 says, uh, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might 
receive adoption of sons. And so there's a couple things in these verses here that are pretty, pretty interesting. It says, but when the fullness of time had come and that, that fullness of time is Jesus came at, at the right time. And it's interesting because I mean, it, it was, it was at a specific time where, um, uh, he, where he came and, and it's funny because the, the Jewish people were, ex- were expecting him, but for some reason they, they didn't receive him. I mean, when, when Jesus was talking to uh, the woman at the well, even the woman at the well was saying, well, we're looking for Messiah. And that's when Jesus said, I'm, I'm he, and she believed, um, but, but many did not. Many even John the Baptist, right? He said, are you, are you him or should we look for another? Even right? after he baptized him. He baptized him. And then right. afterwards he asked. There was some doubt there, um, but he believed. And I was reading today, I'm in Matthew uh, as part of my Bible reading, and he talks about the, the bridegroom, right? And he's calling people to the, to the wedding, right? And I think he's referring to the Jews. Like he's called the Jews to come to be there at the, you know, the wedding when he comes back as our Savior. Yeah. And they don't come. And so he says, go into the highways and hedges Fine. and compel everybody to come, yeah. which is us, the Gentiles, right? And there he found a man, not in a wedding garment, and he cast him out because he was not saved, right? He, he didn't he, realize he, the gift. Yeah. And it just, I mean, in my journal, because I, I was journaling because I have to do 10 days, and I put, like, may we be ready, right, when God comes. And being ready, number one, right, is salvation, yeah. accepting Jesus' as a gift. That's number one in being ready. Yeah. And then secondarily, as a Christian, is to be living in a sanctified life. Like yeah. you're, you're changing, you're letting God change you through his word, through his truth. Amen. And he finds you ready, not, you know. Amen. You're, you're in a diet and you find you at McDonald's. Like, bro, I saw you, you know, <laughs> put on New Year's resolution. Okay. I was like, Freddie, Freddie's been on a diet, you know, and, and uh, he's, he's, he actually bought these, uh, these meals. So, you know, they've sent oh, you yeah, the meals. Oh yeah, prepackaged meals. Yeah, so he's been doing that. And then uh, he was over here the other day and he's like, I cheated. I'm like, you cheated? And he's like, yeah. I, he's like, I, I went out to eat. I'm like, where did you go? McDonald's. I'm like, bro, you're gonna cheat at McDonald's. Why did you not cheat at like Whataburger or yeah, something? Yeah, get something primo. <laughs> yeah. In and out, Whataburger, something, you know what I mean? McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh man, that was fun. That's that not even hilarious. cheating. That's just foolish, bro. <laughs> that's desperation. Well, it's foolish is going to Gila Band and paying 17 bucks for, for a breakfast sandwich. That's true. That's, bad, that's true. Bro. That's true. But um so in Galatians 4 4, it also says, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And and that's just really cool. I mean, uh when you are born again Christian. You're adopted into the family of God. It's a song that we sing at mm-hmm. Freedom the Last, a really cool song. But you're adopted into the family of God. You you are heirs with Jesus, and it's an amazing thought um, that we we have that inheritance. Um, and it's it's from the moment of salvation we have that. And that's the beauty of adoption, right? Like my parents, unfortunately, had no choice, right? I came nor out. Did, of, nor did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. nor did I. <laughs> I came out of a mother, and bam, you're stuck with this guy for the rest of your life. But God chose. And I mean, a lot of the verses that we look at um, in the New Old Testament refer, the promises really are there for Israel, right? He's talking to Israel, his people, right? And but we've been adopted as they are, right? And that's the yeah. beauty of it is those promises can apply to us, even though he wasn't specifically talking to us in those, but because of adoption, we become his children, right? We become Unto him, right? And I mean, I, you listen, I listen to Elvis, you know, Christmas songs, and we're all God's children, and that's, that's not true, right? No. Um, he died for everybody, but doesn't mean we're all God's children. And I think that's a misconception of people. Um, they're at, the, mar- they're at the, the wedding, but they're not ready, and he casts them out, and he's like, I never knew you. Um, but Scary when we're adopted, right, we are, we are his. Um, and, and that's the whole thing, right? God with us is forever right we're forever you know with our lord because of that promise that he gives us right 
Um, and there's many verses in there. I would never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And, um, I, you know, somebody came to me and they just had a really rough week, uh, you know, questioning their faith really. And just wanting to know, like, I don't know, you know, does God, you know, God care? Is he around? Um, I'm going through these, you know, significant trials. And, you know, I look at Romans 8, 30, 39, and he says, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that still goes back to God with us, right? Emmanuel, that there's nothing in this world that can separate us. And Amen. I think that we, um, we go through things in our life for our you know, right? You you know, you've gone through some things this year where you don't feel close to God or you don't feel God cares about you or God's even paying attention, right? And that's when we go back to what's true about God. What do we know is truth? Instead of our own thinking, we rely on, you know, sometimes we just, our mind goes in 10 different ways, right? And we forget the truths of God's word. And that's kind of Rebecca tells me. She will say, like, you forgot this. And she's like, would I like go out of my way to forget, like just to be mean to you? Like, no, I, I, I generally just forgot. Like, well, you should have remembered. Like, okay, maybe I should have, but give me the benefit of the doubt, right? And even more so, a holy God that gives us these promises. We have to go back to the truths. <clears throat> yeah. And okay, I feel like God's left me, but what does He say, right? Emmanuel, God with us. What a powerful truth. And we celebrate this Christmas season, but really, I mean, it's something a Christian should be thankful for every moment of of our lives that God is with us. Yeah. And it is hard. I mean, when you're, when you're in the thick of it and, you know, and even just like the other day, you, you know, you had, I think you had a few things go wrong at the house when you were, before you got to church, you know, you had your, um, what was it? Your, the shower was leaking. The shower leaking in your the, garage. The door came off. Yeah, the, I was like, what else could go wrong? I, I remember, you know, talking to David. Um, I think it was, it was, it was when the kids were going to camp, I think one morning and he had a leak spring up and he, I think his van died. And I mean, there was just, or his window in his van, I think, and just one several, of the snakes died. Oh, one of the snakes died. One of his prominent snakes, yeah, mm-hmm. the moneymaker. And um, so, yeah, when Diane and I've had those those weeks where you know the fridge goes out, the the garbage disposal goes out, it's just like it's just one thing after another. And the it battery just, died, you know, <laughs> Rebecca, when she oh. was like four hours away. Oh, that's horrible. Sorry, yeah, babe. great husband I am. And so, yeah, it's just it, it, and it's just kind of like when is this when is the rain going to stop? Like what, what and what's next? And, and and you have that attitude. You start getting the attitude like, you know, okay, what's next, God? Or you know, like you, you kind of have that, you know, kind of like the dog that gets beat a lot, and then he start he's skittish. You know, you're kind of like that. You wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, Lord, what are you going to beat me with today? And and that's a terrible attitude. That's a horrible attitude to have. And I'll admit, I've I've had that attitude. It's it's you know when you're in the thick of it, but it's it, it's it's God with us, and if if we truly believe that. Then we should we should have that rest, that peace, the peace that it talks about in Matthew eleven twenty eight, I think, um, where he says, you know, if all of you who are are heavy laden and burdened, I'll give you rest, I'll give your souls rest, and that's the rest that we need if we're trusting Him, um, you know. And it's and these verses are also comforting. I already read them, Hebrews four four fifteen. Uh, it talks about Jesus who is is. Uh, uh, able to sympathize with our weakness because he was human. He was here in the flesh. He knows. He knows what we're what we're going through. Yet he did not sin. Um, he do, it doesn't say he's excusing our sin, um, but he sympathizes. He understands. You know what he understands what it is to be a human and to be tempted, because he went through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't sin. That's the difference. Is we do sin. Forty days, no food. No man can't even go forty minutes. Bro, yeah. He, can you imagine? I'd be crazy hangry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I go in a couple of days and I'm hangry, bro. Uh, today I was waiting to, till lunch. I was fasted just till lunch. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm hungry, bro. Well, it's a temptation, right? Like, because I told Rebecca, uh, I think last week I said, hey, it's, I'm on my 24-hour fast. And she's like, I know. <laughs> she's like, I know you're grouchy. Uh, so that was at the basketball game on last Monday. But uh, it was pretty funny because I we ate here that Sunday night, watched the Cowboys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I had eaten until the next night. Um, and I think it's both things, right? If God is with us, it's a comfort to the believer and to those that are living for God. And it is not a comfort if you're not, because God is still with you either yeah. on either side. If you're Christian living in sin, right? Because he's going to... He's going to correct his child, right? Because he loves you uh, too much, let you go. But I think it's a powerful truth that we forget um, in moments of adversity. Just like Peter, right? He, the moment he looked, he fell. Yeah. He forgot that God was with him. And that's the same thing we do, right? We fall or, you know, the big wave comes and we're like, where's God? Yeah. yeah. And he's never left. Well, it's like those commercials. Uh, he gets us. I, I don't like those commercials personally because um, the way they portray it is that, you know, you're struggling and you have all this, you know, struggle and whatever. Um, and, and like I said, he doesn't, ex- he doesn't excuse your sin. He sympathizes with it, but he doesn't excuse it. And to say that he gets us is almost just to say like, okay, well, he gets you, he gets it. He gets you why you're sin. He gets you what you're, you know, he gets it. And it's not, like he comes down to your level and he doesn't, he doesn't No, he it's can. not. He calls us, he says, be holy for I'm holy. And, and so I, I don't really, I, I can kind of get what they're trying to do. You know, they're, but it doesn't, it's not, I don't know. Well, I mean, I seen one yesterday where it's at the basketball game and it says Jesus took timeouts too, you know, on the, on the little advertising board by the, where you check in. And, um, I think what people try to do is make Jesus relatable. And when, when the Bible tells us, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Mm-hmm. So our job is not to make him relatable. Our job is to lift him up. Right. And he does the work of, and we foolishly think, well, I have to help him you know, have a beer Sunday. If we did walk through Christmas and we had, Hey, we're going to have free beer. We would pack it out, but that's not lifting Jesus up. Right. That's lifting us up to draw people. And what you draw people with, you have to keep them with. Right. And it'd be pretty, we can't, we don't have a budget for that. (laughs) (laughs) The pastor would not approve. No freedom that last booth. And over there's a, you know, free cerveza, (laughs) you know, probably not a good look for the church. So, but that's what we try to do. We try to make them personable. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, he's relatable. He's like, he tells us, right. He was tempted in all ways, but he's a holy God. He's not just yeah. your buddy. He, right. The man upstairs. Yeah. He's, he's almighty God. I mean, he did hang out with, 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 uh, tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners, but he didn't condone it. He didn't, he didn't say that's okay. Like no big deal. No, he called them to righteousness. He called them, he's calling them out of their sin. He came to save them from their sin. Well, even in Matthew, <clears throat> that's what he talks about, right? He's called the, he said the publicans and the harlots will see heaven before you do mm. Pharisees yeah. because of their heart, Hard right? Because yeah. these people were convicted yeah. and changed, right? which gives us hope to say, no matter our sinful condition, God can save anybody. Right. And that's, that's a powerful truth. It is. Absolutely. He's with us. Amen. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion. Are you looking to apply God's truth in a practical way to your everyday life? Stay in the fight is a weekday devotional written by Sasso Mendez. This short three-minute read looks at a verse of scripture and applies it to life in a very real and transparent way. Sasa's blog-style writing is humorous, relatable, and a great way to align your thoughts with God's Word. Visit stayinthefight.online and subscribe to get notified by email when it releases each weekday. Stay in the Fight is a great way to keep God in your focus, and it's easy to share with others. That's stayinthefight.online. 
And we're back. And so we're, we're going to continue our discussion on Emmanuel, God with us. I mean, I would say like we watched uh, The Shift yesterday, which is a really weird movie. It's supposed to be about Job. I didn't really get the connection. I think it was a bit of a stretch. But there's one thing that I think he talked about was that death is the... Um, if you have any pride, right? Death devoids you of any pride you have, right? Even Steve Jobs was not proud in his last moments because he was facing death, right? And God, it's humbling because you can't control it. There's nothing you can do, and it's going to come, right? And I think of this verse in Psalm 23, 4, where he says, Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Mm. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Mm. Um, and even God with us, right? Even in the darkest moments that we'll face in our life, if we're given the opportunity to live, sometimes death comes suddenly and we don't prepare for it. We're not, we're mm. not even scared because we don't even see it coming. Yeah. And there's times when we age out, right? And we, we know death's coming and we go through that process. process yeah. uh, some people in church, right? Hosp- you know, I'm hospice. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, falling asleep. You know, so <laughs> sometimes we get to that point, right? And yeah. even in the darkest shadow of our life, right? The shadow of death, God is still there with us. Amen. And that's a scary time, I think, for even Christians, right? Because you don't know, right? It's ultimate faith at that point, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and you really have to lean on the scriptures. Um, you know, I was uh, talking to George earlier today, <clears throat> and, you know, like you had mentioned, uh, I've been going through some uh, some trials, and um, but one of the, one of the verses that... Um, I tend to to lean on uh, during during trial is taken out of um, first first Peter uh, one six through I believe it's eight. Let me check here. Which uh, which says, "In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the test tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result." in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's a testing of your faith, right? But it's, it's not, it doesn't say that he's abandoned me. He's not left me. He's with me, but he's testing me. Um, and I think if, if life was just perfect and, um, you know, health was great, you know, finances were perfect, everything was just perfect, then I probably would have no need for God, or I would have no no vision to know that he's with me or need to know that he's with me because everything's just great. But because I'm hurting and because I'm in trial, I need him. I need I, I need him with me. I think temporary, temporarily you forget that you need him when things are going well. But I, I think we still have that need. We just don't see the need um, for him, right? I think of Tori when I was teaching him how to ride a bike and he was going fine. And then he started to pedal, you know, pedal a little too fast and I couldn't keep up with him. And he ultimately just crashed because and then he got mad at me because he said I pushed him down. And I said, actually, I was like holding the bike for like two blocks. Like I was running for two blocks. <laughs> and that's I we, we soon forget like, yeah. hey, we got this. And then boom, yeah. we fall because we get away from, you know, dependence on God. And we're like, oh, we got this. Like we, we're good. You know, I think it's freedom that lasts. Right. The first month I was terrified. Right. To, to, to teach a lesson. Super ner- nervous, scared. Sharice is like, oh, your whole body shakes. It's distracting, you know. Uh, words of confidence that you want to hear when you're doing it. You know, and she's like, hey, you got a lot better on that. And then after a while, you get comfortable and you don't pray maybe like you should or prepare like you should because yeah. you're confident in your own. Mm. But really, you're, it's not you, right? It's God working through you. Um, so I think it's hard for us to, that we always are in need of God's presence, God's help, uh, God's dependence, even though 
you know, and I think America's going to f- see something like that coming up here, not to scare people, but I think we're going to realize how much we are dependent on God, and we've been spoiled in this country to think that we don't need him when he's really, that's all that's keeping us, you know, afloat here on in the United States, you know, it's a pretty scary thought. It is a scary thought, and it, it, it is, it, it kind of is dark out there, that, you know, we watched that movie, The Shift, yesterday, and, you know, that was probably a, a, a true portion of the movie, is just the darkness that... Um, we're, we're truly in. I mean, I, you know, I, I noticed, and I'm not trying to get political and talk about these types of things, but you know, they're gonna re- they're gonna release these names for Epstein uh, here in January, and that's dark, bro. Like you look at Hollywood. I mean, we were looking at the the movie previews at at the shift yesterday, and some of those movie previews are pretty dark. Like the stuff that they're showing, the graphic stuff that they're showing is, it's it's uh, it's trash. It's garbage. It's crazy. And you think it's not a movie, right? This is. Real life. Um, As we watch the movie, I forget what the sounds of freedom, um, that that's going on, right? That you have this trafficking, you have all these these wickedness. And this is what Rebecca told me because I was talking about, you know, conspiracy theories, uh, political conspiracy theories at dinner. And she said, we got to always remember that God is in control, right? God is with us. He has not left us. He's still on the throne. Yeah. Um, And it may seem like the devil's, I mean, he's giving him a little bit, he's giving him rain a little bit here. Yeah. But ultimately, just like Job, right? Job endured all these conflicts. He, he lost his health. He lost his family. Everything. He lost everything he had, minus his, his life. life that said, curse God and die. And his life, yeah. What a what courager she was. <laughs> and uh, he still, but Satan, he said, I'll let you take him this far. And then he said, but you can't take his life. Yeah. And I think, I feel like that's what's going to happen to us, right? We're going to go that far. And then God's going to say, okay, that's it. And then, you know, he's going to, if we look at the revelation, where we're going to see what happens to Satan. Um, and it's going to seem like he's in control. And I think right now we think he's in control, but ultimately God is, is always in control. He's always there with us. And that's the beautiful gift, right? He said, if and I don't leave, I don't give you the comfort. I don't give you the Holy Spirit. And that's the beauty. When we're saved, we get that gift of the Holy Spirit where we're never alone. The Holy Spirit, wherever we go, he goes with us, right? He, and that's the promise of the Messiah, right? When the, 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 it was, you know, rent in twain, like they rent in, you know, two pieces and it didn't no longer separated us between God and man, right? We, he, he became our immediate mediator and we have direct access to the throne of God because he's there with us. Yeah, absolutely. He's a need call away, right? Yes, oh. absolutely. Um, I was thinking of, um, uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four, uh, where it says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And that's the hard part, right? We have to, we have to die to ourselves daily. It's not easy to do that, but he's with us. We have to trust that he's with us. We have to trust, um, in his promises. Um, he, he's always, he's never going to leave or forsake us. I know these are some promises that I have to cling to because I know this year, like you mentioned, I've dealt with a lot. I've had a lot of fear and anxiety, um, but these are promises that I just have to lean on him. Um, I have to die to myself daily and just and trust him. I can't I can't take control of my life. I can't just say I'm going to do this myself and, and in my strength because it, it doesn't work that way. It seems counterintuitive, but it's just the way that God has designed it to, to work. And I, I think a powerful thing that I was reading because I am in um, in Matthew when he talks about um, the tribute money, right? It's Matthew. I'm trying to find it right. Matthew 17. Um, and he says, you know, notwithstanding lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast a hook and take the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto, give unto them for me and thee. 
So God was already providing. He already knew the need, right? And he already met it um, when they were trying to say, okay, we have to pay these taxes. Where are we going to get the money? And he said, just go fishing. And it's already there. It's already waiting for you. And I think that's what the faith that we should have, right? That that promise is already there waiting for us. We just have to go out in faith and go fishing, right? And it could have been that Peter decided not to, like, there's no way, right? There's no way there's going to be a fish with the with money in it. But he simply obeyed and got the need was there. We just have to step out in faith and realize that God is with us to take that that step, that step of faith. That's the hard part, right? The faith. It's it's definitely not the easy part. The, the Christian life is not... Uh, it's not easy. You know, another another thought I had was, um, you know, I think you had written a blog post a, a while back. I can't remember the whole, I have a terrible memory. I'm not like you. Um, but you had written about, I think it was an elderly couple and how they were in the car. And, you know, he's oh, like, yeah. he's like I, yeah, I I never went anywhere or something like that. I don't know. You could yeah, probably. She said, you used to sit next to me. You used to sit close to me in the car. And now you don't. You sit far away from me. And he said, I never. I never. He said, I've always been driving. Yeah. I never went anywhere. So I, I and I think of that um, going back to the book of Revelation when uh, Jesus was talking to the, the churches, the church of Ephesus specifically. He says, I know you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my namesake and you have not grown weary, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. And I think a lot of times we we deal with trials and struggles and we drift and we, um, you know, maybe start following worldly philosophies or we you get into a little bit of sin or we do whatever and God is with us the whole time. He never went anywhere. It's, it's me that went mm-hmm. somewhere. I went somewhere. I drifted. I abandoned my first love, you know, and it's, it can even happen in the church. I mean, we can get so caught up in doing ministry. We just did this walk through Christmas thing, which was, you know, crazy for a few weeks, whatever, you know, preparing and all the work that went into it and all of that. We can, you know, get all caught up in ministry and do this and that. But it says we left, we left our first love. And so we need to go back to that. We need to confess and repent and go back and, and go back to our first love. Well, that's what Jesus told Martha, right? You know, these things are, you want Mary to be about the business, right? Getting the meal ready. Right. But she has chosen that which is needful, right? She picked what was what, what God required of Amen. us. And I think of Psalms 139, uh, and this is, you know, David, we know that he went through a lot of trials uh, because of consequences and because of jealousy from Saul. Um, Psalm 39, 4, it says, For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Mm. Thou, hast been, thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou mm. art there. If I take the wings of the morning into all the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Amen. And what a promise even from David, Amen. right? That he he knew God walked with him everywhere. He never forgot that. And he cried, right? Because he would say, where are, where are you, God, right? And then he came to the realization that God was always there. And it was him that had separated himself because of his sin. Um, and he saw God's presence. And what a beautiful thing that wherever we are, right? God is with us, Emmanuel. He's always with us. I mean, we always have First John 1, 9. We can confess, repent, and we can be right back in relationship with him. Um, and, and that's an instant. And that's the beauty of the prodigal son, too. Like, he, the house, he didn't move away. He was at, the son knew exactly where to find the father, right? And he realized that, you know, the, the, he was eating with the pigs, right? The, symbolizing to me sin that we get into, like the husk. And our father has so much greater riches for us. And the father, he came right back to where the father was because he knew 
where he could find him. And that's the same thing with God, right? We know where we can find God. He's not hard. He said, if you seek me, you will find, find me. me. Yeah. And that's a powerful truth that he's, he's always there with us. He's always there with us. All right. Well, I, we're going to go ahead and uh, close this, close this up. Um, I want to finish off with, uh, with a verse here. First uh, Timothy three sixteen says, great indeed, we confess is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested. Speaking of Jesus, he was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. Um, and what an amazing truth. And, and, and to add to that, he's, and he's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. So God will be with us again soon. Um, but he is with us. He's with us in, in, in spirit. Um, for those that are, are believers, he, he dwells within us. Uh, we have the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so God is truly with us. Amen, man. That's that's what I'll say this Christmas season, right? As we go, uh, shall we not forget that God is with us? Uh, I know for some people it's a sad time of year. Mm. Uh, maybe loved ones are gone, but God is never gone, right? He's ever there with us. And I would say, just as you said right now, right? Let's not focus on our thoughts, but let's focus on the truth of what he said, right? Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening. I We truly wish you a, a Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Keep your focus on Jesus. Keep pressing for, for the Lord. And uh, Lord willing, we will we'll have an episode uh, sometime in January for you guys. Thanks for thanks for being uh, supporters and thanks for your prayers. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys. All right, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and bye for now. See you. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life Podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at abundantlife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.